The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Podcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to Rainmaker. Hosted by the founders of Webmaster Radio, Darren Pappen, also known as Essie Guru, and his beautiful co-host, Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Brandy. From their persistent work ethic to their personal accomplishments, Darren and Brandy bring you candid, no-holds-barred interviews and commentary with guests that exhibit inspiration, dedication to their craft, and leave an indelible mark on their path to success. And now, Webmaster Radio presents a program that is truly the destination for education and entertainment. This is Rainmaker. Well, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you to this Thursday, November the 12th, 2009 special edition of Rainmaker. We have, we've been out on a little bit of a hiatus, been on the road a little bit. Uh, my voice is a little uh, awry as, as I come back, um, you know, having had too much bacon with potentially a little bit touch of the swine flu, I guess. <laughs> He's grown wings, people. I had to cut a hole in the back of his shirt to accommodate the wings. Yes. So I, I, I ask everyone's uh, forgiveness in advance. If you hear me hacking up along in the background, please forgive. Please forgive. Um, and, and before we die, I'm because... I I, the chat room is just a buzz at the moment. I, I know everyone; they're they're ready to go with this. They, they they're like, they're, they're there's standing room only in there. They're they're going. Uh, excuse me, um, uh, we bow to the king. So so they're excited oh, wait, wait, to get princess, going. Princess, princess, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but before we do that, uh, a quick a quick um, I guess a, a reminder: mm-hmm. we are turning five. Yeah. This 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 week, absolutely. Webmaster Radio is five years old this week, and, Happy and birthday! Oh, thank you very, very much. Uh, we we got it. Um, we're so we're we're very very excited about that, and uh, we are. My God, five five years. years, five years, five years. This started because we wanted to make sure the people got awesome education from people that were making the money today so they could keep their job get a better job or you know hey if it's your goal never have to work again then we could provide that for you absolutely you know it started off as webmaster radio just for webmasters and i think we've now grown to be considered the largest online radio network in the business to business marketplace it's 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 awesome and and i I, in the in the chat room they're wanting to know how old is that in people years (laughs) <laughs> well, I think in, in internet years... Feels more like a decade, In doesn't internet it? <laughs> years, I think that would make us pretty damn old. Well, I, I gotta say, you know, considering what we're doing would not be possible today... Ever. ...were it not for uh, for the gentleman that we're about to interview. Uh, we we all owe uh, a lot of thanks uh, to to the foresight and the ingenuity um, from from Steve Wozniak. Um, so, uh, w- without further ado, this 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 is a gentleman who really doesn't need very much introduction to this audi- audience. audience. Because if you don't know who the Woz is, <laughs> you're not living in this world. That's when it right. comes to innovation and technology, he's number one. Welcome, well, Steve Wozniak. Indeed. It's great to be on this show, and I'm glad you have so much so much of an entertaining and uh, joking and light attitude after five years holy moly well you kind of <laughs> have to right it's it's you know when, you. when you're when you're doing uh, doing radio and a lot of it you know you're, you're covering the same stuff a lot you know you talk to a lot of the same people some of the times but you know I, I, you know, I it's very easy though it's very easy to lose it and become just totally super serious professional and mm-hmm. you know I worked for a company Hewlett Packard they turned me down five times for the personal computer because they couldn't see the fanciful product being available value wow okay now that's something isn't that interesting and they said fred astaire uh could sing but dance dance. a little yeah dance a little yeah so you know what (laughs) (laughs) so you have to follow your heart and your passion so let's let's talk about that you went to hewlett-packard and you said hey guys you know you're number one out there let's do this thing they turned you down no 
I worked for Hewlett Packard designing handheld scientific calculators. Ooh, I went to them, pleading with them. Here's the device you can make. Here's how much it'll cost. It was the right division to do it. And they turned me down, and then they turned me down over and over. Wow. And you know what? They would have done the wrong product. This whole industry would have had to get kicked off on some other product instead. They would have done it wrong. They would have made it super boring for engineers with engineering words. It wouldn't have been able to do the fun things. They might have said, oh, throw out the color. That's not right for our, our market because their market was engineers. They sold products to engineers primarily, scientists. And those guys just don't, you know, it wasn't like the average person in a home who wanted so could see the fun of colors moving around on a screen like a game. Right, right. Now, what what gave you the inspiration to, to because I was looking earlier. You know, the 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 team is is you know all a buzz about this, and they were like, "Did you see? You know, the 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 wooden machine that was first built. What what gave you the inspiration in the first place? Okay, the inspiration. My goal. Well, I had had a goal to own a thing called a computer my whole life. I told my dad in high school I was going to own one. He said it would cost as much as a house. I said, I'll live in an apartment. It's like we had an <laughs> argument about it. Well, now I, I, I was very skilled, and I saw the way to actually make this computer of my life where I could really type in programs. I had to write a programming language, too, just like Bill Gates had done. I had to sure. write a basic. But, um, you know, I had two goals at that time, and that was specifically, if I build enough, I didn't know the real computer world. I'd never been in the computer world. I'd never worked for a company building computers. I'd never worked in, like, financial department of a company that ran the big million-dollar machines and knew what they had to do. I just knew that when you went to open house, they always had the company computer computers playing games. Right. So if you can build a computer that can play games, it probably has all the elements that can do the real computer work too. And I wanted to solve my um, my computer work at Hewlett Packard. I would stand in line with 40 other engineers to get time on one mini computer system. You right. go in on some programs for a while, your half hour's up, the next guy is on. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, I thought now I will have I want a computer that I can put on my desk, solve all my little simulation, logic simulation problems by writing my own programs and not have to use somebody else's computer, and I and that was my other goal. And it, both of them came very true. Wow. Okay, but there's a big difference in life, right? I mean, there's those who think and those that do. So what was like that, that tipping point? Oh my God, I'm using buzzwords. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, no, no, for me, the thinking had been done my whole life. I had just sort of on paper trained myself how to design a computer and uh, know everything about it, write software, even though I could never sit down on real machines. I could never get real parts and build them. I couldn't really do this. But all of a sudden, here we were at a point in time when I built a lot of devices just about computers. I had a full terminal you could type on and talk on the ARPANET to a computer in Boston. I just did it for myself as kind of a hack. Yeah. You know, so so I, I had the skills to I've built it. I saw the microprocessor, what it was. Yes, here's how I can attach it. Here are the programs I'll have to write. I saw all the pieces in my head and I knew that I could do every one of them, even though I hadn't done them before in my life. I had been preparing for it. God. And uh, and I had high motivation. And I had a higher motivation because my goal was not to start a company and build the product you can sell. My goal was just to build a great product I can use and others can use and I can help the people who wanted to start a revolution have their own machines. So, of course, I gave it away for free. I gave away all the designs, all the software at the Homebrew Computer Club and uh, Steve Jobs came by and said, that's when he got interested. He said, these people want to build your computer. Let's find a way to sell them a PC board for 40 bucks so it saves them time. Right. And we formed Apple to build the PC board, and it, you know, it blossomed up into full computers. And HP didn't want to do that either. And you know, it just, it just, it, it grew and grew. And um, but it wasn't a plan. The Apple II was such a great computer; we didn't give that away. Yeah, <laughs> we, could tell, we could tell. We could tell it was going to shake up the world to, to have a little machine with half as many parts as even a little dinky the Apple One that really was the first personal computer, complete, low cost. The Apple II had color. Nobody expected color for under a thousand bucks, and here it was, you know, in a $1 chip to add the color and the graphics on the screen. You know, you could type a number into memory yourself and you'd see a blue spot pop up on your TV screen. And instantly, as a programmer, you knew that that meant the world of games and graphics and right. delight was there. You know, so, um, the yeah, the we had the yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. But how do you, so how did you enjoy, I mean, because you, you know, you definitely have a passion for fun, right? Necessity is a mother of invention. Knowing you want to do something for yourself and other like-minded people. Do you enjoy well, working it, in a... 
In a that was always fun. I mean, this, these are the things I would have done on my own time. Mm-hmm. You call it your pastime. Mm-hmm. I would have been building the computer for for any reason anyway. There was and there was no idea to start a company when I designed it anyway. Yeah, that that came second. So it was very pure. Now the market was just myself. I didn't know anything about marketing, computer markets. I had no business experience, no business courses in college. I just said, "Well, I know what I like and I know what I would love to have and I'm going to build that one." And I'm not going to follow the standard approach because the standard approach was too expensive. Thank God I had no money. <laughs> and, and, and it worked. It worked. It's true. No, it's true. Steve and I, you know, we were in our young 20s. We didn't have a savings account. We didn't have any valuable assets. We didn't have any families that could loan us money. No, we were absolute zero on money. And that helped. It helped because you had to think up very efficient solutions. You know, I could never afford any teletype or an input-output device, but I had a television, and a television can display words. And, you know, it was one thing after another after another because I didn't have money and because I hadn't done them before and would think out the best possible way I could do it, not following the footsteps of others, um, really turned into all the great things that was that started Apple. Right, God, right, right. So- you, you, you know, I, 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 I do. It's so amazing. And you I know, know, it's so funny. Just, you're talking about the TV. It's all about convergence. It was, <laughs> you, you were in convergence back in like 1979. Started with the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This was, that was such an early period, 75, that televisions did not have video in. You had to unscrew the back of a mm-hmm. television. They all came with complete schematics, you know, showing all the transistors and everything. And you'd go inside and probe with an oscilloscope and find the place where the video was. And you'd attach a wire and then you'd, send it in yourself uh, it was uh, different it was a different time you had yeah. to be uh, pretty much a techie to uh, play around with the stuff no joke no joke steve uh, i would talk to people at rca i would tell them why don't you build video in on your tv sets for these computers that are coming right yeah they never listened to me they waited till the market got big and they could see it right right Isn't right crazy now, now you've been mentioning games and someone someone in the chat room says so what was the first game game he played once he built this machine and had uh, had been in his head, head for so long? Well, I had already designed a Pong for myself after seeing one in a bowling alley. I designed Breakout for Atari, down at Atari. After I designed Pong, oh, wow. Steve Jobs came and saw it, and he went down to Atari, which is in my current hometown of Los Gatos. He went down to Atari. They were starting this revolution of computer arcade games in places like bowling alleys. Yeah. He talked to the top people. Nolan Bushnell owned Atari and was very impressed by Steve's thinking his mind. And he hired him, but then Steve was so abrasive that he put him on the night shift. So he worked all alone. <laughs> not around any- You're smart. Then, Don't talk to anybody. Job, and, yeah, and Steve would like like fix up little games they had designed, like add... add um, sound chips and the like to it and he and Steve got us a deal where we got to design breakout for Atari I designed it and that rocks so I had already so I was already kind of into the game world and I would play the Atari arcade games on the floor and there were no computer games yet you know and all of a sudden with the Apple II that was really the start of computer games yeah games could be written on a computer they could even be written in basic now before we came out with the Apple II I sat down and I said I wonder this breakout game I know that I can program it on the microprocessor of my own computer, but could I program it in the basic language, which is very, very slow? You know, a microprocessor might do a million things a second. Basic might only do a hundred things a second. Would that be enough to make it look like a ball is moving right. and paddles are moving? And I, I so I added a little chip that gave me four paddle controls and wrote the software for that. And, and then I um, I put commands into my basic language for drawing colored boxes and colored lines. And I programmed up BASIC one day, and within half an hour, I had changed the colors of the bricks 50 times. I had moved the shape of the paddles. I changed where the score was. I called Steve Jobs over to my apartment. I showed him the BASIC. I changed a couple lines of BASIC, and he'd see the changes on the TV screen. And we were both there shaking. It was a eureka moment. And I turned to him, and I said, I said, Steve, Steve, the game. The, the, the business of games is no longer the same now that they're software. Like I could see forever. I had done in half an hour work that would have taken me 10 years in hardware, like the way I designed Breakout for Atari. It was hardware. Wow. Wow. Steve, I, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to continue to dive into the mind that has put us all into the seats where we are today, and gratefully so. Stay with us, folks. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this message. We'll be back with more Rainmaker after this. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. XYZ affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, yo, pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We've become a quick state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866XY7Pays. It's cold free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. On top of the World Wide Web stands an elite class of multi-billion dollar online internet giants. Excellence and execution and exposure are key. WebmasterRadio.fm has gathered together an elite society of experts that will give you the tools necessary to move ahead of the path. Affiliate marketing, advertising, and public relations. Find your way to the top. Check out the affiliate marketing, advertising, and public relations section on demand on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to Rainmaker, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Well, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you back to this Thursday, November the 12th, 2009 edition of Rainmaker. And we are talking with Steve Wozniak. I, I, I Can I tell you, I'm just a co-founder of Apple. The guy who hammered together the personal computer, and, plain and simple, and created games. I mean, you know, tra- I mean, honest, Steve, we were on break. The, yeah, the and, office and is Darren, a buzz here. And, and Darren is like, <laughs> I, I, I'm in awe. I am. I'm in He's awe. Never personally. in awe. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not I, well, I am. I'm in awe. This is a, truly, you know, listening to this and then watching some of the, the, you know, the the conversation in the chat room, um, you know, where they go, oh, I remember Atari. <laughs> now, now, well, you know, my, that was well. Apple was actually my my second startup. You know, it, oh, it was. I mean, oh, sure, yeah. I started the first dial a joke in the San Francisco Bay Area back when it was illegal to own, use, or purchase your own phone. Illegal to own, use, or purchase your own answering machine. Oh my! You God. had to lease the one that they offered from the monopoly AT and T, and it cost you know a good part of what my apartment rental. And I was a young engineer. That was a very difficult thing. Nobody else started one before me because it cost too much money. But I believed so much in humor. I ran the dial a joke, and then the Polish American Congress Incorporated threatened me with a lawsuit for defaming people of Polish descent. Oh my God! So I said, "What if I switch? What if I switch to Italian jokes?" They said, "Fine." <laughs> this, was, nice. this was back then. <laughs> now, now, let me ask you because I'm getting a, a, a lot of people are, are private messaging me, you know, asking they they want to know about your stint on Dancing with the Stars as well, and, and so I, I got to ask, how did that come about? Um, almost everybody on the show asks the same question. How did they ever get a hold of me? And normally, most of the people will say, no, 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 I would never do such a scary thing in front of people. I can't dance, because nobody really can dance. If you haven't done ballroom dancing in your life, even if you're you know, a big celebrity, you're on the stage a lot, 
it's a scary thought. I'm going to be dancing when I don't know how to dance, and what are people going to think of me? Right. So they turn it down a few times, like I did, <laughs> and eventually the producers are very nice. They plead, and your friends and your relatives start saying, Steve, you've got to do this. Steve, they really want you. So, so I had... I had I finally said yes. After, just after I said no on the last day for one season's choice, I said, okay, I'll do it. Some friend talked me into it. Oh, my God. And from then on, it was a matter of, oh, my God, i got to do everything I can. i got to start dieting a little. And when we went into practice, I was six hours a day, sweating, 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 wow. you know, almost nonstop. Thank God I had a partner who had a sense of humor. Right. She loved all the little magic tricks and jokes I brought in and played. Right. And she liked to put fun things into the dance and choreography. So I wound up enjoying it. I found it was just an unbelievable experience, the best you could ever have in your life. And Mark Cuban from Broadcast.com is the one that had been on the show before and got right. me into it and told me you would love it. Well, he was telling me I would love it more than anything else in my life. I was sitting there thinking, this is the stupidest, awfulest thing I've ever done. How do I get out of this? But then I came to realize, oh, my God, you know, by the time I did the first dance on TV, I really do enjoy this. This is like a lot of fun. It's like you're floating around on the, the stage on your toes as though you're on a Segway. Yeah, there you go, because we know you love Segways and Segway polo. But, I mean, what for you was, I mean, because I personally love watching, you know, Dancing with the Stars. I just give people so much credit that, yeah, it's six hours a day you're, you know, you're sharpening a tool maybe you haven't used before, and then you get to go out in front of the world. And but if I watch Dancing with the Stars, I would know what a dancer is supposed to look like. I don't watch TV. I have never seen the show. I have never seen ballroom dancing. I went in as wow. cold as you can go in. This teacher's just sort of trying to tell me how to listen to the music and when to tap, you know, the, the one, two, one, two, three, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, cha-cha-cha. And, right. and I'm learning it for the first time in my life. Uh, no, it was... Um, Yikes, yikes, yikes. You'd have no idea what you look like from the other side of a camera. No, but I wasn't thinking cool. about the camera doing it. Right. Yeah, but you know what? I think, let me ask you a question. I think for you, like, that's a lot of your success is doing things that no one's done before or not watching how other people do it. Right? Like, don't bother looking over your shoulder. Just keep plugging ahead. That's how great things I, happen. I do things my way. Yeah. You know, and, and my partner came up with some very funny, fanciful things like a little, you know, pink boa and kissing the camera, blowing a kiss to the camera and some little jokes we'd put in facial looks and um, I did the worm in a samba you know she, I said I said the worm in a samba she said well it's a party dance <laughs> and, <laughs> you know nice so, you know and so basically hey the world's open and that's the neat thing about the show every dance you watch really is not choreographed by the network it's done by the two partners and they do what they want to do so that's the part that's the most reality of all is that you get Plus to co-create. The few co -create. seconds they speak to the judges is real. The few seconds they speak to the judges and the few seconds they speak to the interviewer, Samantha Harris. And other than that, the, the packages that they make up and put on the, the screen about what they're doing in their life for the next dance, that's all phony. It's all right. By the, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you yeah, yeah. How, much, how much of that is. <laughs> so what are you, let me ask you a question. What are you, are you afraid of anything? Oh, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I still have deep inside of me this incredible shyness that I had all my life growing up, even when we started Apple. I mean, I would go to the Homebrew Computer Club, the most important event of my life, to listen and hear the ideas of the future and never once raised my hand to speak. Um, I was No, I was very scared to speak to people, but I, I'm sort of over that, but only in some environments. If I go to a place and it's new and I don't know if the people know who I am, I just try to sit back and not even go up to talk to anybody. Now, how about I, I, I want a quiet life. I want a peaceful life. I don't want to be known. I don't want to be on Dancing with the Stars. I don't want to be <laughs> on you know, my even life. On, <laughs> on, but on wait a second. Shows. I mean, I really just wanted to have a nice, quiet life where all I could do my whole life is engineer, design things, hardware, software, stay in a laboratory, never do any business. Well, I managed to avoid that. Yeah, no, you did because you know you've now been on my life on the D list more than several times with. with which, which, Steve? Yeah. That was that was hilarious. Personally. It, so we saw Julie, your assistant, on there. I mean, you were hysterical on that show. Um, I, I mean, so what, what, that that in and of itself, that had to be a qu quite a bit of, a, of, of an adventure doing uh, some reality TV. Right, and I did it totally voluntarily for a friend. I did it to help her show, and I really enjoyed it. I really admire Kathy Griffin so much, so... Um, that what a neat thing to see how these types of TV are actually made. Yeah, and I can talk. And I know how it's done, and it's 
it's a it's a big exciting thing in life, and I love life to be full of adventures. You know, I look at that balloon boy, the balloon kid, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think if I were a kid growing up, right. I would want to be that little six year old. What an adventurous life his father's given him. Right. Yeah, well, I'm like you. I think the more you experience in life, the more you understand about yourself and others around you. So, like, what else? Like, and, if the, I, and the more that rats experience with different environments, <laughs> the more um, synapses they connect up in their brain. Absolutely. Now, I, I'm I'm seeing a question come out of the chat room. They're 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 diving back technical again. Um, no, take them back. I I, I, I know, but. I, we want to we want to appease these guys as well. Um, Hamster says, "I have a question that is you gotta love the nicknames in there. I have a question that is partially relevant. What are Steve's thoughts on quantum computers, and does he does he think it will actually come to reality someday? I mean, personally, I say never trust a computer you can't throw out the window. Mm-hmm. I." You know, I, 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 I have to beg off a bit because I don't really understand the quantum computing. Okay, they can do quantum calculations in many different infinite universes at the same time and restore, return one result in our universe. And I don't know. that just It just loses me. I'm not... Um, you have to be a real expert to totally understand and totally be able to, to comment and evaluate that type of thing. So maybe, maybe... And quantum computing, I think, only pretends that it might solve a few limited types of equations, some important ones, but it's not like general, like computers that can do everything. Sure, sure. Now, now you've got a new book out, don't you? I was. No, I have a book. No, it's like an old book, like a couple years old. Oh, 2006. And I'll tell you. Yes, what happened was my last kid, my last young kid graduated from high school. I was all alone. Oh. Big house. Wow. No wife. No kids. And I started saying yes to everything, so I wrote the book I put off for 20 years. I started a company with some Apple executives that went public, and that's another story. And I also um, started accepting speaking engagements. I hadn't used my passport in 10 years. But now I get to go all over the world giving speeches to companies and groups, and it's been an amazing adventure. Nice. So, nice, nice. And I forgot well, I forgot what we were leading up to, but I know that <laughs> that was one of the outcomes was. Well, well, well there's, there's, there's definitely, uh, again, there's more questions here in the chat room here. I, and... and and I would say, from from uh, from an evolution standpoint here, you know, you were you were talking earlier about you know what the whole experience was like, you know, with you and Steve and and ramping up and and your pitch to to Hewlett Packard and being turned down and what have you. Let's flip that coin over. What was it like knowing that you know while you guys were out here, you know. Um, putting something to, to, together that at the same time you, you had Bill Gates on the other side of the fence doing what he was doing? Oh, our, our homebrew computer club was really started based around these Intel chip things. They called themselves computers, but they were really just enhanced microprocessors. You take the Intel data sheet, you connect a microprocessor to some buffer chips, to some pins on a board, and they followed that and built this thing up and put in some switches that you could switch to ones and zeros and push a button to get the ones and zeros into memory. But that's the start of a computer, but it's not a computer. To me, a computer head was something you could really type a program in on and solve problems on a human keyboard, really person-sized problems, more than 256 bytes of memory. So, but, but in the midst of these computers, you could buy one of these Altair computers based on Intel microprocessors. You could then attach, plug in a bunch of memory boards for a few thousand dollars. You could buy a teletype for a few thousand dollars, like the cost of a car, and <laughs> connect it. And you could buy Bill Gates Basic for whatever it was, 500, 700 bucks. He was famous. He got famous in our club circuit, in the hobby computer world, the hobby electronics magazine. The name Bill Gates was heard. Right. So I sat down with my little computer that I had just designed and built and said, you know what? I've got to write a basic. And God, I'll be famous like Bill Gates if I write the first basic for the 6502 microprocessor. Right. And I did. Wow. Wow. And I was trying to follow in, follow in Bill's footsteps, and I had never taken a class in how to write a computer language. I had never even programmed in BASIC in my life. Wow. These things that I'm good at doing, even if I'm doing it for the first time. Wow. And uh, Bill Gates was, no, he was an important part of the whole start of the, the people that were inspired by these small computers being the future. Nice. I mean, he did drop out of college to, to make that his life. Right. And, right. I, and although Steve Jobs never went to college, really, and I... I didn't really drop out of college. I was I took a year off of college to earn the money for my fourth year. I had done that before. 
just you know to put myself through college and my career kept going up so i just didn't get back for 10 years but i did go back and get a college degree mm -hmm. i went under the fake name rocky raccoon clark at berkeley and that's what my diploma says that is, uh, <laughs> god the things you can get away with you can't get away with now that is awesome that's great oh, i got away with it that's yes, wonderful rocky clark that whole year that's awesome do you have it on your wall uh, you know what? I'm I'm not a person who likes to show off awards and medals, medallions, and things like that. That's the most important one that I'm proudest of in my life is my college graduation. I do not have these things on the wall because to me, having a medal displayed is less important than knowing that you have it, and that's not really important. What's important is what you did to get it. There you go. Absolutely. The fact that you have a diploma isn't important. It's the fact that you did the work that got you the diploma. That's the thing you could really look at as valuable. Amen. Although I do think that, you know, the whole Rocky Raccoon thing is a little on the adorable side. And we've got... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we do. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, Steve, I, I want to dive into... No, I, I want to talk... I know what I want to talk to about. Well, I know you do, but yeah. but, but what, we've got some it? really cool stuff. He's doing some cool stuff with but Fusion I.O. I know, but I don't want to go there yet. Yeah, but but I'm telling you, this is cool stuff. I know it's phenomenal stuff. Trust me on but this. But I still, I'm still on the road. <laughs> I'm, I'm still Steve, on the Apple way. we're going to argue about this during the break. <laughs> we're going to argue. <laughs> when well, we come back, folks, we'll pick it up where whoever wins while we're doing the break. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right, right back. We'll do the cha-cha. We'll figure it out. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The e-com experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. You're listening to Rainmaker, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Well, that's right, everybody. We are back for our uh, final segment here on Rainmaker. This November the 12th, 2009 edition with Steve Wozniak. And I got to tell you that the chat room is wondering who, who is going to win the tussle here <laughs> over the next question. And I got to say, well, the female always wins. She, she, she wanted to ask one final question. I'm a strong dancing lead. <laughs> I, I, I can do the cha-cha. I can do the waltz. 
And then I can do the, I can knock your, that's, that's knock right. your feet right out from underneath you. Well, you always do, honey. Um, but but you, you yeah, had one more cultural question about Apple. And, and I have it's a lot years. of questions. So I reserve the right because we're going to have Steve back many, many oh, times. Okay, okay. Because Steve, you're going to do a radio show with us. <laughs> Look at her. She's still twisting. <laughs> Anytime, anytime. I love it. There you go. There you go. We now, love. You know, can I tell you something? I just love the fact you are so. He's like got, your passion, like absolutely resonates on the ear. You are infectious, unlike uh, in a positive way. Unlike us. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but but it's so. You know, we live in an age now of so many gadgets and computers, and they're all so interesting. I mean, how lucky we are to just experience it all, even if we can't have them, just to hear about them. Yeah. Amazing, amazing world, amazing times. Well, it really is, and you know, like, and part of me that goes back, like, is that that's a bit of your philosophy? Because I remember, um, I get to feel a little younger, although I'm not that much younger than you, but I'm going to pretend I'm a lot younger than you. Um, like, you know, my high school, we had tons of Apple computers. Which was brilliant because all the kids in my school got to have computers to work and learn from. And then, of course, when we graduated high school, we graduated college, that's what we were used to using and, and said, you know, if you want to hire me, this is what I'm proficient in. Right, right, you know, right. How did you, you know, how did you create that concept of giving um, while also creating amazing market dominance and penetration at the same time? <laughs> Um, well, actually, actually, our attitude was uh, when we started the company. Well, when I started with the Apple One, priced it very low. I wanted to make these things so affordable to people. When we had the Apple Two, we had an investor. He was well accomplished in business. He had as much of the company now as Steve Jobs and myself. Although you never hear about him, Mike Markla. He was our mentor because he had been through business. He had made money on a stock option. Now he was investing in us. He was going to run our marketing. He explained. Hewlett-Packard's an engineering-driven company, but we're going to be a marketing-driven company. We're going to understand the users, their needs, this and that. And, um, and you know, and one of his, his philosophies was, you know, you got we got a hot product, the Apple II. We've got to price it high. We have to have a very good profit margin to grow a company. Otherwise, you run out of money quickly. And uh, so, you know, we didn't start out as a charity. We have always been a real company, and Apple's not necessarily known for giving a lot. The pro one time we did give a lot of computer, one school, one computer to every school in California, uh, but it was based on a, a state law that gave us such a deduction that it almost was no cost. And we tried to get the federal government to pass a similar law to make it almost free to give a computer to every school in the country. Mm -hmm. And then the, if it costs us anything, it's a marketing cost to get Correct. known. But it was really a brilliant idea. Steve Jobs was really the main person behind that. And up till then, I mean, he didn't have children. Um, I, I loved all children and, uh, you know, wrote some flashcard programs. The very first Apple One we ever built, I wanted to give it to this woman, Liza Lowop, that took computers into fourth, fifth, and sixth grade and taught kids how computers worked a little bit. I believed in the education mm. so much, nice. and Steve made me buy it. I had to buy it for five, 300 bucks. <laughs> that was the first Apple One. Mike Markla had a young nine-year-old daughter when we started the company, and he was running marketing, and he wanted us to come up with flashcard programs, which we did, and shipped with our Apple Twos, and had a strong education emphasis. But really, uh, Steve, Steve didn't have that strong an education emphasis, per, you know, especially lower education, things like elementary school, mm -hmm. but he was the one who came up with this great marketing idea. I mean, he's just, just brilliant about that. And, you know, computers belong in schools. Why don't we give them each one? And it was just a matter of working with the, the governments to um, make sure that the cost was, was worth it to us and that nothing exploded. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. And everybody... Everybody wants. Yeah. Now, 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 Steve. To shift gears a little bit, I, I, I know you're you're um, very involved with a, a new company called Fusion IO, and it's it that, that it's been a bit under the radar, and and now coming above the the radar quite a bit. Could could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Fusion IO? Sure. Um, I get approached by, you know, an email a few times every day. Somebody has a new product, wants me to look into their, their business direction, help join them, give, and sometimes give them money, but sometimes just, you know, become a part of them. And I get so many of these, you can't answer all of them. Of course. And if they work through my assistant, Julie, long enough, then they, man, maybe I'll go out to lunch with you. That's, that's always polite. It's easy. And I hear about neat new things. And I, I nod, oh, that is really great. That's, I hope that goes. 
Well, this time I got to a lunch and I heard about a technology and I asked questions and I realized I was talking to their brightest engineers, including the founder, David Flynn mm -hmm. and Lance Smith, and they had come up with a way to take flash storage devices like you have on camera cards, the way to mount them on a board that plugs into the PCI slot of a computer. What that means is right next to the high-speed microprocessor that's running at gigahertz, you've got that high speed of connection right to these type of chips, and then they organized the chips so they would be fast, not slow, like camera cards. And I started asking questions about how did it compare to a bunch of disk drives in a RAID array. Oh my gosh, it toasts, you know, you'll line up four Intel solid-state disks in a RAID array, and you'll take this approach, which is much, much cleaner, right directly to the processor. The way I used to design things, I fell in love with them as architects of computer design more than what this board would do. Also, I know the whole world's going to the internet. You, everywhere you go, every company is really running on racks and racks of servers and hard disks. Mm -hmm. and, um, and all of a sudden, you take one of these boards, plug it in to a, to a server, and you can save $100,000 worth of hard disks and servers on the outside and get, and get higher performance. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. I believe in this company so much, and it's technology. I came home from lunch and I told Julie, wow, I would, I mean, this is company's going to go somewhere. Well, they did a financing round. I was not involved. They raised 45 million bucks, and then they came back to a lunch, and they shocked me. At the end of lunch, they said, well, we'd like you to, I thought they were going to ask me to join their advisory board. And an advisory board, you just sort of meet once or twice a year, and you, um, and you just sort of, it's polite. It's sure. not really very difficult or official. I'm on a number of advisory boards as well as real boards. Well, they asked me to join the company. I mean, I haven't accepted an employment offer since Hewlett-Packard, 1971, because I created my own companies. I mean, I've made the job. I don't, it's not accepting an offer. I said, <laughs> I love, I love, first of all, the technology. Second of all, how bright the people were that worked there and came up with it. And third of all, how much it's going to be taking over. The whole world of servers is going to go to this new tier of solid-state storage, whether it be solid-state disks or solid-state plug-in boards like this. Gartner is now predicting it's more of the, the plug-in boards. Mm -hmm. um, this company has, and this company's the leader. Everybody else took the easy approach, and they said, disks, we'll just replace them with these, these camera-type chips, and we'll make solid-state disks. My computer's from Apple. The Air came out with a solid-state disk option. That's what I bought, because it's pure, and I believe in it. My MacBook Pro, I've got a solid-state disk inside. Um, and uh, and th that's the obvious thing to do. What this company had done was the non-obvious. So I joined them. Um, they said, make up, come up with a title. I made up chief scientist. Um, I'm less able to do direct engineering right away or interface with the engineering group, which is out in Salt Lake City. So I'm participating largely in a lot of marketing, getting attention for the company, for the technology, um, and ideas, and um, sharing the time. The people who, who are in this company are wonderful, and in this recession, it's growing, growing madly in, in revenues, in profits, in employees. I mean, you know, it's I, like Apple. It's like Apple. All the press is positive about this kind of technology. All the results are in. Everybody we talk to, the mainstream businesses, we've got a. Um, I, there's a lot of them I can't talk about, but they're all very well known ones. In one year, we've sold to about 1,500 major enterprises, including at least half of the Fortune 50. And we've sold them to MySpace, has a public right. case study that you would not believe how much, how many servers and how much power and how many hard disks and how much square footage we saved them. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would imagine guys like you know MySpace, you know Google. I, I would think Google would be an obvious you know uh, client for you Google's, guys. Google wants to do it. Google does it themselves. Yeah, Google. we're talking to them. We're talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I, I think, I think what's going to happen is, you know what? There's a when when you have a new technology. There are a lot of little nuances, little gotchas that come up. Oh, my God. And you can't risk a bit of data. When you're serving data on the Internet, you can't risk any loss, any unreliability. No. I have a feeling that Google down the road is going to have a couple of real major issues come up, and they might want to come to us to at least license some of our patents or IP. Nice, nice, nice. I agree, because you can't have world domination all on your own. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's, it's, nice, it's nice, once again, to be in a rising market with the leading company, you know, just like Apple. So much of the feelings are the same, and I can't tell you, it's unbelievable how fun the people here are especially the executives. Really, really fun people. But that's Even important. though they're based in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you still get the altitude if you're going to have the alcohol, Yes, yes. It's no sin that God can't forgive. 
but but for you, you know, it's an interesting. Qu- I I know we have to wrap. You know what we're gonna do? Because right, I have all of these other questions that I have for you, uh, Steve. What we we are we're gonna have we're to gonna, we're gonna we're gonna I'm officially although we did this before we got on the air inviting you back for a part two. A part two. Unless, of course... Sure, sure, as soon as you want. A week, two weeks, a month. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> there you go. Perfect, perfect. Steve, can I tell you, for, from from everybody here, as as well as for, for all of our listeners, um, you know, especially the Mac lovers, because I got to tell you, a, 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 you know, every, every, a lot of the, 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 the crew here, they, they are very uh, into the... In fact, one of uh, one of our uh, guys here, he sleeps with his Mac. Oh, no, please. And you sleep with your iPhone. <laughs> or, you know... Although, although I'm with Apple, more than anything, I'm with users of computers. And, you know, I think all of us have to be very diligent and keep the force on to keep the products good. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. And you know what? I love the fact that you are just, you've made a huge difference in the world. You're enthusiastic about life, and I just love the fact that you know you've got wings and you fly. Well, before before we go, speaking of wings and flying, I got I got to find out you 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 your phone crashed out on us when we were talking because you weren't on your iPhone. Now you now you are. Well, I tried I tried all the different smartphones, and I thought <laughs> you know what? Since I'm not calling from from a landline phone, and we might get dropped, I'm going to use the more reliable. Verizon network on my new Verizon Motorola Droid phone, and I called you on it. Yep. The voice quality was awful. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know why, and because I've heard the opposite about Verizon, and the call got dropped. So yep. I had to call you back yep. on my iPhone, AT&T, and it hung through this whole this whole conversation. Got it, Some got people it have bad luck, but I don't. Now, 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 <laughs> now, now she, she, the point here was right when the call dropped, she had brought up that you were in a plane crash and you had said that you were in a plane with with um, with a few other people and and that the three of them were in a crash but you weren't. How did that work out? <laughs> Astral well, protection. it's funny, but I had this type of a type of amnesia that calls short term memory loss. It's really your short term memory works fine. You're having long you, your short term memories aren't being formed into long term memories. So the next five weeks. I was not remembering anything oh, that passed okay. by. I was going around riding my motorcycle, doing normal things. People thought I was sort of normal, sort of thought weird, and I don't know anything about it. I see pictures, I get told stories, but I have no memories of five weeks, so I don't have a memory of a plane crash. I don't have the emotional feeling that I had of a, a plane <laughs> crash. I just got in the plane again, and there was no anxieties. It was just walk on and fly it. Sure. Like, wow. what a cool blessing. Like, I mean, that really is absolutely a very cool blessing because I think no matter what you'd be the kind of guy that you'd probably re-engineer the plane to figure out what went wrong but like no, I wanted to I wanted to know what caused the accident so I went under hypnosis and everything and nothing came out there's no memories in there wow wow Wow. now did I understand correctly though you were flying a plane that you weren't actually licensed to fly oh no no I was flying my plane I was totally licensed to fly it oh Oh, yeah that's fine I I heard a bad rumor it crashed on takeoff no 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 no. nothing no 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 not at all Um, I would do something like that you know what it could have been there are a lot of very simple explanations for it and then there's complicated ones and then there's things that I I forgot to do or possible explanations we'll never know you know what but you're here and you're enthusiastic and you got a new company, and you're making a difference in the world, and you're and, making a difference to our listening audience. And so now on. you can ballroom dance, damn it. Right? Well, I, I hope to someday have a job as a stand-up comedian in a real <laughs> comedy club. I'm working on that one next. That's hey, great. I can make that happen for you. <laughs> hey, I've got a gig for you. You want it? Hey, do you want your first stand-up comedy gig? I'm dead serious. Well, I don't know. The Laugh Factory has offered me one. Hey, I'm better than the Laugh Factory. <laughs> I, I am. I've got a gig for you. If you want to get up and do stand-up comedy on Los Angeles on December 3rd, I will give you a kick-ass room full of people for you to do some stand-up comedy. There you go. There you if, go. If you can take the Uh-oh, challenge. Better email me. There's, there's a challenge. Better ta- email me. I, 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 I can email you if you can take the challenge. If you can't take the challenge, you know. But I would like to be able to be... I, you know what? I'm Brandy. I'd like to make turns out to be real stories that are quite a bit shocking that no one would ever expect coming from me. Yeah, no joke. I bet. I, I bet. I I'll just it. hold off at that. That's there you enough. go. There you <laughs> okay. go. Steve, I got to tell you, thank you so much for your time tonight. I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all the fantastic stories and the history behind uh, the early days of Apple and what you, what all, all that you've been through and your contributions. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, and we're going to have you back again. Have an awesome rest of your night, and thank you again. 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay. There you go. Very delightful. See you again. Perfect. Okay, Perfect. Sounds great. There you go, folks. Uh, and of course, he's like lives in my favorite town in the entire world, Los Gatos. Yeah, yeah. It's I. I what, what can you say? I'm, I'm still but kind you of like. You wouldn't even let me talk about the fact that yeah, I love Los Gatos. Los Gatos. You. I didn't stop you from saying anything about. Well, Los I'm just saying I love Los Gatos. You, I, I buy all my bras in Los Gatos. <laughs> <laughs> like now, everyone else knows you buy your bras oh, no, in Los Gatos. That's bad, you know, because then they'll buy all the bras before <laughs> I get there. That's true. Uh, well, there you go, uh, folks. What can I say? It's this has been an interesting one. Um, I, can I tell you stories I, I never thought that I would hear? Um, and again, just like just like he said, stories that you you know coming out of Steve that you wouldn't expect. Well, and you know what? Which is like, kind of he's interesting. A really effervescent guy. Like you know, it's so cool. Yes, he, he is. A ton of high energy. And um, folks, by the way, just a quick reminder: uh, if if you if you I haven't found us yet on iTunes. We are listed, yes, in the eclectic category, uh, version nine zero or later. Why not shamelessly have said to him hello? Uh, <laughs> We're an eclectic. We're an eclectic. Our personalities may be eclectic. Yeah, however, I know, I know, I know. But uh, folks, that that is going to do it for another edition of Rainmaker. I'm very, very glad that you guys took the time to come and join us tonight. Uh, and, and next week's guest is Tara. Ter- Ter- yeah. Ta 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 ta. Yeah. Tattoo? No, it's um, Terra Network COO Mark Lopez, who's also about mentoring. We like Mark oh, yeah. Lopez. Yeah, Mark, Mark's a great guy. And for those of you that have not done this, go on over, sign up for Affiliate Convention. It is free. We've got the world's leaders contributing to make sure that you guys are maximizing every possible thing you can to make money in the affiliate marketing world. That's right. And congratulations to Nathan Hangen, the winner of. The Affiliate Convention is my new home video contest. Nathan will be flown out to Los Angeles, courtesy of AffiliateConvention.com, to, uh, to network and, uh, and be a star in Hollywood. Uh, so we're, we're very, very happy to have Nathan join us. Congratulations, Nathan. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for uh, another edition. We, that's what we're going to... We're going to pile it in. We're going to get the hell out of here. We're going to pile in? We're going to pile in. Pile on, baby. Pile on? Pile on. Yeah, wow. Okay. Right, that's a whole other that. that's, that's right. Folks, we're out of here. We'll see you, see you next week right here, only on Webmaster Radio.